As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Spotify Green Room is the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders, real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can share experiences on the app. I mean, basically, this is just like pretty much like if you're on Twitter and you know you're you're watching a game with other people and you're you're commenting all kind of stuff. Except you're in the green room, you're doing this here, where you don't have to worry about, you know, some moron with like, you know, 10 followers trolling you and whatnot. You're basically, you know, in your own little comfort zone. So check it out, you guys. Go to Spotify Green Room. Go to iOS or Android App Store. Go download, create your profile, link your Twitter, and have fun. All right, guys. Welcome to our Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host, brought to you by the sports drink. Sip, sip, gulp, gulp. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure what their slogan is. I, mean, I think it's drink. I think it's drink up. I forget what it is. So much is uh, going on. Um, since we last talked, um, not much going on in the pit realm. Uh, let's see. Well. Not so much in pit sports, but uh, there was a there was a sign that Sheets was going to. Um, and my phone is sliding, and I can't get the stop sliding because I have the uh, my um, what's it called on it. I took the otter box off it because well, the otter box tends to be a pain in the ass. Let me put it over here and be done with it. How about that, huh? All right, you're going to hear some shuffling around. Yeah. So there was a sign outside the gas station on um, Forbes, near you know, that little parking garage near My- near Myron, that a sheets was coming soon. And and it created a whole bit of rage, not so much rage, but, you know, excitement on pit Twitter because, you know, a sheets was coming. And of course, you know, one of my friends went to IUP for like a year, and I remember there was a Sheets right across from the campus, and that was a really good hangout place, you know, you know, for a lot of kids, and especially, you know, if you need that late night, you know, late night snack, I mean, you can go across the street, get your, get your MTO, and well, I'm not sure what else I got now these days, I know. Last time I went to Sheets, it was for nostalgia purposes. Probably, you know, 2019 was the last time I went. Last time I went. Yeah, I mean, that has so much different stuff there you can you can order from and eat. Um, the burgers felt like they changed a little bit. I don't know. It just didn't seem the same. But that pretzel, you know, that pretzel roll is, you know, you got to have the pretzel roll if you're going to get a, a Sheets burger. 
but they had so much other stuff there too. I mean, taco. I think they, I think they had tacos and whole. Lord knows. I mean, knowing them, they'll have fajita, they'll have like fajita bars and birria tacos and all kind of stuff eventually. At that place. But, you know, when you go there, you got to get the Gallagher's iced tea. Gallagher's iced tea is phenomenal. You, you got to get it. I mean, you can't leave sheets without, without Gallagher's. I mean, I did have the coffee the one time there at Sheets, and that was, I think it was, when I was there in 2019 as well, or maybe 2018, but it was, the coffee at Sheets was really good too. I mean, uh, I will say they've 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 brought their A game to a lot of things, and I've had to because um you know John Eagle has the get go, and the get goes have expanded. I mean, they have all kind of new entrees that come out. I know because you know Dejan Kovacevic is always taking pictures of him at sheets, trying something new. You know, go here and get the nuclear, you know, nuclear waste sub, new at get go, you know, something like that. But, yeah, but it turns out it was a hoax, and, well, which kind of sucks, but that's just unfortunate. Um, maybe it opens the conversation for a Sheets, but I don't think there's any Sheets inside, I mean, inside of, say, Pittsburgh, I don't think. I mean, I think there's one out in Moreauville, I think. There's one, they put one by Century 3 Mall I saw the one time, and I was kind of dumbfounded because, um... They got one on uh, Curry Hollow Road, you know, going towards uh, Bethel Park. They have that, that. I mean, that one's been there for the last 20 years, I think. They put that sheets in, I think, 98, I think, or 99, or 98, 98 they put that sheets in. Yeah, that sheets has been there for over 20 years. And maybe they just couldn't handle the volume there. I don't know. But, yeah, they put one, you know, down by... Um, yeah, down past, going, you know, going down 51, they put one. And I just, I said, do they really need that there? I mean, what's what's the deal? But I am, but I think within, inside of Pittsburgh, I don't think there really is any. I think it's, I think Gecko dominates that. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, but of course they have Gecko's in West Mifflin too. So, I mean, Maybe it's a city of Pittsburgh type of thing where it's like, you know, like conference territories, which we'll get here we'll get here in a minute with the conference expansion. But you know that's just something. But when I was at Sheets, when I would go there, my go-to was always the pretzel burger. And uh, I also like the nachos. I mean, I used to get the nachos with the cheese, and I mean cheese wasn't too bad. You just need to add the jalapenos with it to give it some more of a you know, more of an accent to it. Because, I mean, the cheese wasn't bland, but it just needed a kick to it. You know, I mean, that's what irks me about people when they make nachos. They use just straight cheddar cheese, and you got to throw some jalapeno juice in that, in that bad boy. I mean, you got to mix it together, and, you know, and get some kick to it. I mean, because otherwise, it's just, it's just a bland-ass cheese. I mean, I've seen it so many times, and it just, it's, it's tragic. you got, you got to have really good nacho cheese, or otherwise, it's just, you just basically just melted cheddar on a damn freaking nacho chip. Now, let's get to some other fun things. Um, conference expansion happened. Um, 
Oklahoma and Texas uh, notify the Big Twelve of leaving the you know that they're leaving, and um, yeah, they're leaving and they're going to the SEC. And they applied, and it's all you know, all done, and they're pretty much going to be there. And you know, this is going to be our last year in the Big Twelve, and that's about it. And of course, <clears throat> Big Twelve feels betrayed. Obviously, the, the schools do. But that conference was never totally stable to begin with. They were they relied too much on Texas. And I, I, I said that the problem with the Big Twelve has been the television sets. Um. Mainly because they have Texas, Oklahoma, and then, and then of course they have they have uh, Lubbock, Waco, which is you know Texas Tech and Baylor. I mean, just a you know West Virginia. That's a small state, and of course Iowa State. I mean, they just don't have enough TV sets to go around. I mean, it's because it's the Midwest. So I mean they. Well, of course, you know, I mean, so they, if, if they were going to expand, they were going to have to go at least somewhere where they can expand their footprint, which means grabbing a Florida school or, or going out west and finding, a, you know, finding something out there. I mean, they were going to have to eventually do something. But um, uh, Texas Oklahoma just aren't happy. and well, Texas was going to leave no matter what, and Oklahoma just had to follow them because you know they could have stayed in the Big Twelve and dominated, and been the kings of that conference like they've been. But when it comes to recruiting, revenue, and all that crap, I mean, they have to go. They have to go where the money is, and that's where the SEC is. Because the SEC, because when A and M joined the SEC, it pretty much opened the door for recruiting in Texas, and. Although SEC has a um, already had a you know a presence in Texas, I mean if you if you go in the oil and gas industries in Texas, a lot of SEC grads, a lot of Bama, a lot of Bama grads, LSU grads. I mean when you yeah when you go anywhere, you're gonna have that. So where does this leave the rest of Big Twelve? They could st- they could stay together and build something new without having to rely on Oklahoma and Texas, like the Big East did when uh, Virginia Tech and um, Miami left. And Boston, well, Boston College left too, but they really don't count as, you know, as anything. And the Big East moved on and did what they had to do. But the problem is, is there was so much uncertainty with the Big East, with that conference, that eventually the battle was going to break. That the schools and the Big East were after, after expansion happened, there was not there's there wasn't a whole lot of trust and there was a whole lot of unity because every school was looking for a way out because they you know they, they realized they were in a bad situation. It wasn't so much because you know the, the the football conference was bad. I mean, they had some really good teams at, at one point. It's just that the revenue wasn't there and the leadership was uh, was behind the times. The leadership in the Big East was stuck in the eighties. Okay, that's and that's why they fa- that's why they ultimately failed. They couldn't get out. They, you know, they, they they thought that you know that uh, that John Thompson was still there, and you know, um, Bayheim was a lot younger. Roy Massimino, Louis Carnesecca, they thought all these guys were still there, and then the Big East was the, the was the king of the freaking you know 
of the road show. And it wasn't that anymore. I mean, football ran everything, and they were still stuck with the basketball. I mean, they could have, you know, made the league more viable if they made the if they pushed the basketball product more. Maybe had a Big East network, add some more teams. Maybe had a thirty team conference for basketball where they could have shoot up all the NCAA bids, but never happened. And ultimately, they were very. Um, Reactive in college expansion. I mean, it took Pitt's uh, basketball coach at the time, Jamie Dixon. He hell, he had to go recruit. He, he recruited TCU to the Big East. I mean, that's how bad this was. I mean, our own our own basketball coach had to get had to convince the Big East to let TCU in, and it really wasn't a bad idea because TCU is in Dallas Fort Worth, and there's a there's a fertile market there for for um, for basketball. I'm sure you know, that program would have been brought up more. They could have went and got Houston, and they would have pretty much had two big markets. You know, because Houston's a pretty fertile ground for recruiting in football and basketball. And with the right hire, that program would have been up. I mean, they they, they could you know, but no, they wanted to bring Villanova up for football, and that was it. You know, they wanted to, you know their their answer was, hey, let's let Villanova play Division One football. Yeah, how about you know how about let's not and said we did. I mean, if you're gonna go through that trouble, just 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 invite Temple back into the league full time. Well, they were they were just football only, but still. So what happens next? The Big Twelve, they can build what they have. They can add Cincinnati, add South, add Central Florida, probably South Florida. And um, yeah, I mean, they can add Memphis, take some of the AAC schools, probably add Houston and SMU. If they add if they add SMU and Houston. They get their Texas markets back because they aren't in two big cities. I mean, all the t- all the you know TCRS, RMS, Dallas, Fort Worth, but still though, you're you're gonna get, grab the, you know those guys. You add Cincinnati, maybe Central Florida, and there you you're, there you go. Maybe you add Temple as well. Get the Philly market. You know, there's a lot they can do, but they're probably not sure what they're gonna do. I mean, like like I said. After after when the Big East got ready, there was so much uncertainty and there wasn't a whole lot of trust. And that's the thing about the Big 12 is that's how they're going to operate if they stay together. Uh, they're going to operate, to, they're going to be uni, uni, united all up until somebody's looking for a way out. You know, they're always going to be looking for a way out no matter what. But if I'm the ACC, well, obviously you're going to add West Virginia. I mean... They, as far as TV rep markets go or whatever, they don't add anything. But their their brand, um, they've they have they've had a you know for the most part have had a decent football program, and um, you know they've been to several BCS bowls. I mean they haven't done much in the Big Twelve since they've joined. I mean they've been pretty much middle of the pack in the Big Twelve. But with that Big Twelve revenue, they've been able, they've been able to update. All their facilities, and they're they're going to dump money into their programs no matter what. And of course, basketball, their basketball programs were really good as well. So, and they have a whole bunch of other stuff to offer. So, it's kind of like, it's kind of similar to when they offered you know, when they got Louisville when they took Louisville over UConn. UConn supposedly fit the profile for the ACC, but Louisville was more of a, it was more lucrative. It made more sense because the UConn really. 
they really didn't add anything. I mean, other than, I mean, they had a really good basketball program. I mean, men and women's, but they can just you can just add Louisville for that, and you get you get you get the football program as well. But plus, Louisville's more dirty as well, and that's you know, and they're gonna do what they can to get what you know what they want, and that's just how that is. And then, um, yeah, so West Virginia obviously is going to make sense. They're probably going to end up in the ACC. I mean, if I'm Penn State, I would actually would get them in the Big Ten. I would, you know, I think, I mean, Penn State, they wouldn't pin the Big Ten, but they get, to, I mean, why not troll, why not troll your rival by, um, you know, taking, taking West Virginia? would make more sense. And they're, and they're not much of a threat to Penn State. But I don't see that really happening. But I think, you know, it's, you know, but yeah, West Virginia probably ACC is inevitable. But I would, but if I were the ACC, I would go and I would look, you know, supposedly Oklahoma State is talking the ACC. I would grab Oklahoma State in a heartbeat. I know it sounds, yeah, it doesn't sound, you know, but they're, they're a brand. They're a really good fo- football school and have decent, they've had decent basketball too. I would grab them. I mean, if I'm the ACC, I'm grabbing who I can take. I mean, Baylor is going to Baylor's going to dump money in their programs no matter what. Go grab Baylor, TC. I mean, options are there for the ACC, but they're wait. They're going to wait to see what Notre Dame does, and I don't think you know Notre Dame's not going to do anything. And if, and if anything, if Notre Dame does join a conference, it's probably going to be the super conference that they'll be forced to join when the, when the SEC creates it. Because I mean, SEC, I don't think it's going to be done after this. They probably go after. Um, Florida and Stain Clemson next. You know that's inevitable. But I mean, supposedly they were they went to learn uh, they went to learn Michigan and Ohio State. But I don't think they're, they're going to leave the Big Ten. But I do think if you want to f- force the conversation with Michigan and Ohio State, if I'm the SEC, I'd go after Penn State. Penn State hasn't felt felt welcome in the Big Ten since they joined. I don't know, thirty years now. Let's see, yeah. But almost, but almost three years now, they still felt welcome to that conference. So if I was the um, the SEC, I would go and I would go after Penn State. Say, hey, you guys aren't haven't been welcomed here. Why don't you come join us and make a lot more money and get a lot more you know recognition and whatnot than you would in the Big Ten ever would give you, and that would be that. So, a lot to consider, and it's early. And what's great is it's early yet. I mean, we've had two schools leave. I'm sure it'll be more fun happening down the road. And if you want to have more fun, check out Spotify Green Room. It's the live, only only sports talk platform. It's free to download. News you can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders, real t- real time. It's, it's great for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. It's basically like Twitter. I mean, you're going to be doing your whole thing, doing your whole discussions on on this uh, on this app, and you ain't got to worry about you know Joe Schmo from whatever with with his twenty followers and and a dog gave you you know trolling you or, or whatnot or making your life miserable. You get to make your sports opinions and not to worry about all that crap. All you do is download the you know the app. It's in the iOS App Store or go to the um, Google Store as well. You create your profile, link your Twitter, and there you go. Check it out, you guys. 
All right, now we're going to close out today with, because it's, uh, what is it, Wednesday's hump day. Um, the Olympics have been on, and you know what? Rings have been down, and to be quite honest with you, I really haven't had the desire to watch the Olympics. I, I know some people are going to say, well, it's because it's woke, and, you know, nobody wants to watch woke, woke and political stuff. I mean, well... The Olympics is a bunch of countries competing for world dominance. So I mean, you can't get more freaking political. You can't get more political than that. But of course, there's more to this. Um, I mean, like I said, if I'm gonna want, if it's between, if I'm choosing between uh, watching Goodfellas for the billionth time on my Fire Stick and the Olympics, I'm gonna watch Goodfellas because I'm gonna have a great time watching Goodfellas. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, do all the one-liners and whatnot. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm not gonna watch the Olympics, but um, and there's a lot of people that aren't and have no interest in it. But all of a sudden, we have interest in, in the Olympics now, mainly because Simone Biles uh, withdrew from that competition, um, and she did the focus on her mental health because, um, you know. She, she had a little mishap, and um, she felt she was going to be a liability to her team, and she pulled herself out because of that. And some people are, people are deploying her decision, and other people aren't. They're mad at her. They're mad at, they're mad at her because she quit. Um, by all technicalities, yeah, she did quit. She did, you know. You know, what drawing basically is quitting, but she did it because she felt she was a liability. I mean, I, I mean, I wish there were some. Other, I wish there were some major sports athletes that we had. I'm sure some in Pittsburgh that we wish would pull themselves out of certain things because they were liabilities. I mean, I wish John Smiley would have pulled himself out of the 1991 NLCS because he was a liability in that, in that series. I mean, the Braves pretty much clubbed the shit out of him in that series. He pitched that game seven too, and I remember I had so much uncertainty when he stepped on that mound as an eleven-year-old kid because I knew they they called the crap out of him early in that series, and I knew what was going to happen. Of course, we gave up I think three runs early in that game, and he was so bad that we were, we were replaced with Bob Walk, and Walk actually pitched a hell of a game. I mean, he was. I, w I actually would have went with Bob Walk over John Smiley because I think because Walk actually was pitching well in that series, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but I just remember he I I felt more at ease with Bob Walk than I did with John Smiley. And Bob Walk was an old man at that point. And I think John Smiley that year, he, I think he won twenty games, but he was hot garbage in that playoffs. And yeah, we lost in seven games. And we never really, I don't think we ever, let's look up John Smiley's stats, actually, to be honest with you, and see what happened to him after this. Because that thought begs the question. Uh, let's see, let's Google John Smiley. Here I'm talking about the Olympics, and I'm looking up John Smiley's stats. And let's see, what's going on here? Because my, um, my thing is freezing now. Come on, this isn't cool. Google's freezing? I'm going to look up John Smiley. 
Yeah, my um, my computer's freezing for some reason. Actually, my backspace stopped working. How'd that happen? Okay, let me go to Notepad real quick. Because I really don't want to go and operate without a fucking keypad today. Excuse my language. No, it's working. It's just my browser's trash. Um, probably there's some updates being pushed down. And yeah, let's close out of here. Because Google is, it's reload. John Smiley. All right, here we go. What happened to John Smiley? Well, he finished his career with 126 wins, 103 losses, the 3.80 URA, which isn't too bad. I think he was a I think he was a candidate for the Cy Young that year. Let's see. Yeah, 1991, he finished 20 and 8. Uh, let's see, how many strikeouts did he have that year? 129. And that was about it. Um Let's take a look what else he did. Uh, he ended up in Minnesota the next year. Finished 16-9 and nine that year. Then, Cincinnati, then he went to Cincinnati, where he was 3-9 and 11-10, 12-5, 13-14. Yeah, he was always going to be that sub-500 pitcher. And he, in, in that playoffs, he showed it, that, that series, he showed it. God, I can't stand that. But yeah, he just, you know, they, they clubbed him around that series. And, you know, I wish he'd have pulled himself out. I mean, there's, you know, I can't really comment so much on, you know, you know, gymnastics is a mental thing and a lot of bouncing and whatnot. And if you're going to fuck up, you're going to fuck up. So she pulled out and her team ended up winning a, a silver medal. And if she stayed in, they probably don't win nothing at all. And that's the thing. There was someone on Twitter who told me that if I, you know, I guess Ben Roethlisberger should have pulled out a Cleveland playoff game. You know, he should just, you know, withdrew. Uh, they fucking lost that game, dude. You know, gymnastics is a little, a little bit different than, than um, gymnastics. There's no, there's no fucking two point conversions in gymnastics, moron. There's no one side kicks. It's point scoring for for what your routine is, and if you screw it up, you screw it up. So she did what she could. I mean, yeah, I mean, unless the guy was trolling me, but yeah, it was a horrible fucking take, and I didn't. I, I was gonna reply to it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna waste my energy on, on someone like this. I'll talk about it here instead, but you know. But yeah, I mean. We've had, I mean, I had, I mean, one time during a hockey game, we had, we had, we had a goalie, um, pull, he would, he quote unquote withdrew because, well, we were, it was an outdoor deck hockey game and, well, he, he couldn't play no more because he was overheated and he was vomiting on the bench. And we played that game without, without, without of, um, with an empty net. So I, I can understand if you're a teammate, if you can see a frustration now, if somebody withdraws or they quit, I can see that. I mean, I mean, there's so many angles here. Uh, social media is being blamed for this because supposedly, you know, Simone Biles branded herself as um, the greatest of all time and put too much pressure on her on herself. There's an argument there because let's face it, social media does make us think we're a lot bigger than what we, what we really are. I mean, I have 
I have over 2,000 followers on my Twitter, and I, I, I barely get 40 people listening to my podcast. I mean, I mean, um, do, um, just because I, I, I release a podcast, does it mean that 2,000 people are going to, are going to, you know, listen to it? No. Half my followers are probably bots anyway, porn bots and whatnot. But I mean, you get people who get, go on this app and they get, the more followers they get, the more full of themselves they are. And a lot of them just have, some Some just have 5,000 followers and some have, t- they they, follow, they get 10,000 followers. And, and a lot of times they, it's because they follow 10,000 people. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, social media does have that effect on us where we, we're, we think we're bigger than what we are. And then we see other people, you know, they're, they're taking these, Lavish vacation, they're doing all this, and we we wonder what we're doing with ourselves because we're not doing that. You know, someone's taking someone, you know, a couple's taking a trip to Bora Bora or wherever. They're you know some exotic place, some really expensive place, and we're you know we're upset because we can't do that. Well. For all you know, they probably maxed out their freaking credit cards doing this. Or they took out a loan. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much, you know, what it is. And so people just put these unrealistic... I mean, people just... Even couples, too. I mean, they put these unrealistic expectations on themselves. I mean, you got people doing... They're doing these hashtag relationship goals, and they're, they're not even in a relationship. I mean, if you're going to have those type of things, you're never going to be in one. I mean, you gotta be realistic about what you know what you're getting yourself into. You know, don't the social media world is a lot different than the real world. Not everybody has a Twitter. Not everybody. Ha- not everybody has an Instagram. So I mean, that's just how it is. But I mean, from my viewpoint, she pulled out because she thought she was a liability, and they won a medal. I mean, she. I wish, I mean, I mean, there's people when I do projects at work and stuff like that, that I wish some people would just go do something else because they're not contributing anything. And, you know, she thought she wasn't contributing anything, so she, she left. I mean, that's all really, that's really all the way I see it. I mean, if you want to see it, she quit and, you know, she, she made herself like, the, like she was this big person and she quit and didn't back up her talk. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. That's. That's the way you see. That's how I'm gonna see it. I mean, I'm gonna see that she just she withdrew and really, you know, did them a favor. Anyways, I'm done here, you guys. Have a great time. Rest of the week. Hopefully, we'll have some more pit talk. We did talk sheets, but whatever. Hell to pay, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.